But it was, you know, so you had, all right, let's get a little test on the vacation talk. You went to, where'd you go in Florida? So we went to Longboat Key. Ah, Longboat Key. Sounds like something a song should be written about. Which is just off of Sarasota. So it's about a 12-hour drive. It's a little bit of a hike down there. But the great thing about Longboat Key, like I was out there one day and I looked both ways and there was no one on the beach. At all, right? I hit the point. We uh, it was um, it was Sam, my my friend. Was there Sam any indication of like red tide, an attack, shark beautiful. attack, or anything? It was no, just, actually, nobody was on the beach. Because I had a it dolphin that, swim twenty feet from me. Nice, I like yeah, that. That yeah. was exciting. Um, I was in the water and I looked. I saw this fin and I panicked for a second and then I it came up for air and I went, oh cool, come here, but it didn't come. It was poorly trained, poorly trained dolphin. So it was oh wonderful. Are we recording? Well, that means we're back. I guess after, we are after back. vacation. Uh, this time it was Jay's turn to be out of town. It uh, was, and he had a uh, a vacation fraught with automotive adventure. Yeah, and he comes back to us live with a new Pixel telephone, which is really fancy looking, which is making me think I should get one. Yeah, well, you because might because I don't have one. And well, see, I I tend to go for the Google phones because I don't yeah. like all the stuff that Samsung puts on there. I agree with you on that. Now, I didn't used to mind one way or the other, but little by little, I'm getting more. It gets a little irritating, and the great thing about the Google phones is it's just Android. I mean, it's just the Android stuff. So, uh, hang on, I gotta check something real quick. We'll be right back. Well, welcome to the BNA podcast. Well, welcome. Who are I, you? I'm, I'm Jay. Oh, that's funny because I'm Brian. It says that right on the Facebook page, too. Right oh, there. Jay so I guess we uh, we uh, yeah, that's who we are. So welcome back. So we were talking about your vacation. You had an adventure with your car. I did, and but I I survived it, and it's going to go to the Kia dealership on you Monday. Had an interaction with Flipper. I did have an interaction with Flipper. Which we is got to cool. swim with the dolphins. That was exciting, and not like one of those scheduled ones. And you didn't have ones. to pay one hundred and seventy-five dollars no, to was, swim with the we, dolphins. I was about oh, I don't know, fifty yards out in the Gulf, and and uh, looked over and I saw this fin, and I panicked a little bit, and then it came up for air, and I saw it was a dolphin. It was about twenty feet away. It was, I, it may have been thirty feet. I don't when know. It gets closer first, every know, when time. The, when know. the dorsal fin first comes up, yeah, it does make you think for just a second. It does. Yeah, it's just a little bit. But uh, so no, we had a great time in Longboat Key, which is just off Sarasota. I like it. And uh, my buddy Sam, whose condo it is, uh, provides it. And uh, actually, he and I had an experience. We went busking on Saint Armand's Circle. That's a super fun idea. It was a fun idea. We wish it. There was this wonderful Spanish restaurant uh, that we went to dinner with before called Columbia. Uh, if you ever get to Saint Armand's Key, it's it's kind of like the Rodeo Drive of of, uh, of uh, Sarasota. So it's all a lot of fruity shops and restaurants, but Columbia Restaurant is is phenomenal. And uh, and then we went outside and, and uh, played some music uh, along with our Jehovah's Witness friends who were there across from us. Oh, yeah, you had some J-dubs? We did. Oh, they, you got to say you're celebrating a birthday. Yeah, well, Poof. I, yeah, they, they, I, will, I will remember that it next It really time. works. So they weren't sure, quite sure what to do with us because apparently they hang out in this area where we were a lot. So right, right. They're like, what are you doing in our space? That's interesting. You know, we've got the downtown guys. <coughs> Pardon me. I don't know what 
specific religious explanation I could give for them. Uh, but they're African-American guys that usually wear like sort of vestments almost. Right. They have like a table and they put up all these things that are Hellfire and Damnation posters and talk about... It's a very... It feels like almost messianic yeah. kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm... I, I, I need some explanation because I was confused a little bit. I saw a couple of guys on the corner the other day with stop abortion signs. And right. I'm kind of like, have they not gotten the, they got the, a, the word? What we need is a, we have a geographics challenge there, okay. right? One of the problems with underfunded schools is that people don't realize they're in Tennessee. Yes. Right. And yes. so they do need to understand that we have done an excellent job. Of oh, yeah. stopping legal abortion in, in, Tennessee, in Tennessee, it is uh, in a few days. There won't be any. Nope. So uh, it's funny, and it, it it comes at the same time as a sales tax holiday on food. Although this weekend, by the way, in Tennessee, we have a sales tax holiday on school supplies. That's today, isn't it? Today starts tomorrow. today, right. tomorrow, and in Sunday night. It's and a great time to buy a computer. Great you... time to buy a computer, right? Up to fifteen hundred dollars. Right. So you can't buy a Mac. Oh well, then yeah. Right. So it's like the whole deal is that it's a great time to buy a Dell. Right. By the way, they have a large presence in Nashville, and so maybe somebody talk to somebody. Yeah. But it's like the cutoff for how much you can spend on a computer during the sales tax holiday yeah. is exactly the price. Of the cheapest Macintosh laptop. Yeah, well, exactly. And they don't say that anymore, but Apple laptop. I'm yeah, yeah. I like saying Macintosh because it's funnier. It is funnier. Macintosh was a way better name. And we still call them Macs, but nobody says Macintosh. Right. They don't They don't even know that Macintosh exists. No, and they don't know that Macintosh is a type of Apple. Right. Right, which is funnier because you can say it to somebody right. and say, where did that come from? They right. would say, oh, it was one of the developers that worked with Steve Jobs. Yeah, it's it's Jimmy an interesting Macintosh. thing, you know, when you read all that history, too, because there was going to be a Lisa at one time. There was a Lisa, but then it kind of fell apart. So, uh, so we ended up with Macs, and that was... That was okay. Did you hear that Johnny Ives has now officially separated from Apple? No, I didn't. I did not know that yes. because I, you know. And the reason that I probably missed that piece of news is I don't know who Johnny Ives is. Oh, he was the designer. He's the guy that makes them all pretty and oh, have got curves it, got it. and stuff like that. You know, that, I've never so. had any of these things. So. Oh well, I I have I had a Mac. All the, I had all the early Macintosh stuff until. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I couldn't have them at Disney, which is funny because Disney was a. Very much a Microsoft world. You can right. imagine. I started sure, there right. in the very early 90s. Well, right. actually, almost the 80s. So, and when I started at Disney, it was against the collective bargaining agreement with the Administrative Assistance Union for executives to have computers. So, I didn't have any computer for like a year and a half. Oh, that's weird. And we were not allowed to have one. What's funny is I came in at the very lowest level of executivedom, mm-hmm. and I also didn't have an assistant. Oh. So I had no computer and no assistant. So finally, after a year or so, my boss was able to negotiate me a PC, well, which was the size of a small semi-truck. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, they backed it into my office, and uh, I got yeah. my first one. But, so, but they were very much a Microsoft company. Then... When the new generation of Apple computers came along, obviously all of the the animators, etc., right. all switched right on their own dime because sure. Disney wouldn't pay for them. Right, bought their own, bought all that kind of stuff. Um, and then slowly but surely they changed. I never ever had one. And then I, when briefly I started interacting with Pixar, right, as owned by one Steve Jobs, right, um, and then interacted briefly with Steve Jobs. I have determined that I will never own an Apple product for yeah. the rest of my life <laughs> Understood. because they are they are born of Satan. So I just don't have them. I own one, but it's only because some business partners I had at the time. 
uh, were Mac guys, and when my yeah. old PC died, they said, we're going to buy you a Mac. And I'm right. like, hey, if you're okay, okay if you're going to spend the money, yeah. that's fine. So that was great. I'm not a fan, honestly, of Jaguars. Yes. But if somebody came along and said, hey, Hey, we're going to buy you a Jaguar. Exactly. I'd probably develop a taste for them. Oh, yeah. Except for, yeah. I, and I have to say that I've got a 2013 MacBook Pro. Got it. And I I would love to upgrade or change along the way, but the thing still works so good. I can't quite justify it. It just doesn't ever quit. That I understand. Um, that's cool. So what's going on in Nashville? Well, you know, it's funny. Nashville's been going through a, a difficult time. Mm-hmm. The... Um, the Republican National Com- Convention, thing, the rep- uh, whatever it's called. Right. The Republican Convention wants to come to Nashville, Tennessee. They seem to continue to want to come here, even though we have kind of rebuffed them at every turn. I'm not sure. It's not clear to me that they want to come here. I mean, the committee, well, site true, selection too. committee yeah. said, the site selection committee said, now let's go to Milwaukee. It's the state legislature yeah, that almost, wants them to yeah, come Yeah, almost here. everybody in Nashville, Tennessee... When, when it was announced by the site selection committee that, right. well, we'll just go to Milwaukee then, everyone in Nashville, Tennessee, not Tennessee, right. Nashville, Tennessee, was very much um, in support of that. Yeah, yeah. We would have been fine for him to go to Milwaukee. It's fine. Yeah. You know, what's crazy about this whole thing is we're in the tourist business in a lot of ways, right? In the tourism, the tourism business. So I my understanding is that if they were to come here, we actually have to cancel three conventions that are already on the books. Right, it's not a good have, look. We have checks in hand. Right. Um, and um, the problem is, and I think, so it was just brought before the council again. It was withdrawn from the council about right. doing this. Now it's brought for the council and somehow it's been implied that if we'll pass this, the state will allow us to assess uh, development impact fees. Yeah, it is if you move to to uh, town, you're going to develop something. You have to pay a fee. You know, like they do in Denver. Right. Um, those kinds of things, which the state legislature has forbid us to do up to this point. However, so so there's a lot of things going on here. One is that there's a lot of feeling that, and and the legislature has already said this. The different representatives have already said this that if we don't approve it. They're going to come back and start like creating all sorts of Nashville-specific legislation. Yeah, punitive measures. Punitive measures right. along the way. But they've thrown in this little uh, sweetener, which is, well, maybe we'll give on the impact fees if you'll let this happen. What's really interesting to me, I saw a text message from Tanya Hancock, who is a council person over in Madison. And Tanya is not particularly a progressive one way or the other. Um, but she was complaining that she's been getting calls from from legislators, state legislators, about passing this bill, about the need to get this through and all that. And so for the state legislators to be lobbying our council in this way, I just think is is going a little too far. Yeah, our state legislators and, you know, most people won't say that kind of thing, but it's like this is literally the least intellectually qualified group of humans I've ever Mm-hmm. consistently followed and read about. Uh, it is, man, this, I, the, the election, which we'll get to in some detail in a minute, but the 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 Republican primary in District 5 yeah. has become one of the most entertaining bits of television I have ever, ever, ever watched. And see, I never watch local television, oh so my I don't dude, ever. You just got to bring them up. It just, just 
just YouTube the current um, District 5 candidates. It is, first of all, there is a, a, a campaign ad that runs every seven to 10 minutes right. on the local news in the mornings, going to tremendous lengths Mm-hmm. to prove that General Moron and Beth Harwell are both hardcore liberals sure that are supporting their Biden they're called Biden Republicans oh so this is and this is like and a, this is from who who's, it's a pack so oh, it's a okay. pack supporting Andy Ogles okay and Andy Ogles is one of those guys it was a great Twitter exchange about it yesterday right. but it was Andy is there's a they show these clips of him he's considered a tax increaser right now Andy Ogles is Andy Ogles is honest to God. He couldn't pass the proficiency test to become a janitor. Right. But the I mean, I've listened to the man talk. I've looked some stuff up. I've looked at the website. I've read the thing. He has no positions on anything yeah. other than he really, really hates people that don't agree with him on everything he says. Right. As far as I can tell, that's his platform. Um, and he's like uh, he says he's America's most conservative mayor. Lord help us. Right. So, um, so what's interesting? Oh, he told Biden to pound sand. That's one of his yeah. quotes. Okay. I told Biden to pound sand. I was then. I was telling my wife. When, when did I saw he tell that. Biden? This? I'm like Joe Biden, and no one in the administration has ever heard of you. Right. Nor will they ever. The uh, the it, what's interesting to me is you know they have to report their campaign contributions, and all along, Ogles has been saying, "Oh yeah, we brought in more money than any of the other candidates." You know, because that's that in the horse race thing. That's where a lot of folks look. How much yep. money have you raised? It actually turns out he he raised about half of what he said he had raised. He's already yeah. lying about what he said. He, Which means he does have the qualifications to be he, a representative from Tennessee. He does. So, um, yeah. And then we've got in District 6, we've got this guy, John Rose, who I've yeah. decided to start looking into and learning about. And, you know, and listen... New listeners, keep in mind, I voted a straight Republican ticket until I was in my late 40s and early 50s. Right. The, uh, then I moved to Tennessee and found out what the word meant. Yes. And um, I found that they were arming themselves to kill black people because they were mortified. That right. the, the They literally yeah, talk about vote, the race voting war. Voting Republican in California is a whole different thing. A whole different thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, you know, we do not need... Except for you did have Kevin McCarthy. Not when I was there. True. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, he was. Well, in high you didn't. You I didn't remember. live in the OC, though. He's down in. Yeah, he's down yeah. like in Dana and, Point. And Orange or County like was always a Republican stronghold. There were right. two Republican strongholds in uh, right. that the Center Valley, right, and Orange County down, and most of San Diego County because sure. of the military base, right. Uh, which have all flipped because so, you know yes. these people are nuts. So but, John Rose, but John Rose has. So I've, I've tried to find things about John Rose that you could develop an opinion from right mm-hmm. anything that he might have said or done or achieved or participated in or been and it turns out he has literally never done anything yeah he's like the fifth to tenth to twentieth sponsor co-sponsor on a bunch of bills that are just clearly things that Marsha Blackburn told him he had to put his name on uh, you know so that the house could uh, he voted against the veterans this week the thing with the veterans that the tar pits thing. That, oh, really? Uh, yeah, he voted against the veterans getting money. He was one of the few in the House that voted against it. Have you it. seen John uh, yeah, yeah. Stewart's? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it's brilliant. Like, it was great. And it's, you know, it's, 
it's that's the reason that I've said for so long that there there are no Republicans now, right? The, yeah. Uh, the Republicans are all being forced out of the Republican Party. The people that were like balanced budget and keep spending under control and cut this and cut that. Let's be rational about what the federal government does in our in our world. Let's not intervene in people's personal lives and all that all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those people are all being forced out of the party, and now we just have an army of fascists coming. You know that it's like weird. Yeah. I mean, this is like really you're voting against veterans' health benefits. Exactly, and in an and they're doing year. and they're and only, it's working for them. And it's only they're only doing it though because the Democrats actually were able to get Joe Manchin to agree to something, and and it's kind of like, oh, what now do you mean panicking. we're gonna we're gonna pass these taxes and and it's like yeah you know you could have been negotiating but when you always say no yeah. and you don't have room it's kind of like the the January sixth uh, hearing committee sure. you know. If they had allowed, if they had rather, if they hadn't just said, no, we're not going to participate, then they would have had some of their own on that and probably could have created something that didn't make this, make Trump look so bad. Yeah, and one of the best ways to have an, pardon me, have an opinion in a conversation or a debate. Mm hmm is to actually have a point of view. Right. And the Republican Party has abandoned all point of view. Right. Their only point of view is against. Right. And it's like, that's just not rational. You know, it's like there are two ways to look at where we are from a recessionary standpoint right now. Like we've had two quarters of GDP decline. Right. Which is historically. Now, the reason historically, because every time we've had two uh, consecutive quarters of reduction in the GDP, we've also had a tremendous rise in unemployment. Right. Those things always go together. Right. Now, the easiest way to explain that is if we have two consecutive quarters of reduced GDP, we're in a recession. Right. So now everybody on the right saying, look, we're in a recession. Right. Which, you know, when when a recession helps you win elections, you don't understand the process. Exactly. But it will help them win elections because they'd have no point of view. They don't have a plan. No one will answer the question, what are we going to do to stop it? Their plan is to cut Social Security and Medicare, by the way. And and I would argue this is true for economists on both sides of of the aisle. Right now, everybody's trying to base what's going to happen based off of past experiences over, say, the past 100 years. Yes. What we haven't figured is that COVID just blew everything up. Yes. All of those models don't exist anymore. Absolutely not. Because we basically shut down the world for two years, which we needed to do. Right. But but that has screwed up all the assumptions. So unemployment's not going up. Uh, we're not seeing we're seeing a recession, but it's people yeah, but spending's going up too. Spending's so go spending doesn't go up in recessions. Yeah, exactly. Unemployment doesn't get better in recessions. You know, I'm not sure that the raising of the interest rates, uh, although I you can argue, and I think it's a fair argument that they were probably too low anyway yeah. on the front end, so they have to do it sometime. But um, you know, I don't think raising of the interest rates is going to deal with the inflation very much because most of the inflation is still coming from supply sh- supply shortages, uh, supply and demand, you know, basic capitalism. So yeah, there, there's no question about it. And it's like the idea that we can dive into one of these things without dealing with the the subtleties of it is why Congress is such a bad place to fix things, right? Yeah. I mean, when you have to run every two years in the House of Representatives and it has to be on some draconian, crazy, wild thing, first of all, 80% of the Republicans now are, and, and Democrats, 
are in seats that are no longer challengeable. Right. Right. So the, the idea that you have to go all crazy mega nutcase in order mm-hmm. to run for office these days is right. obviously not supportable by the facts. It's just fun for them at this point. They're just having a good time. Well, they I mean, raise I, money and they get to spend more dough. I do think that on the primary side, you, you do have to. I mean, you want to try to mobilize enough crazy people. If there's people. a primary. Yeah, yeah, if right. If there's a primary. Like a if there's of, not a primary, yeah. no, there's no reason this for This is why District 5 is so fun in Nashville yeah. is because when you go watch the District 5 candidates fight with each other, right. they all say exactly the same thing mm-hmm. in their ads. Right. None of them have anything to do with the state of Tennessee. Right. None of them have anything to do with what can be passed in Congress. Right. None of them have anything to do with what happens in the House of Representatives. Right. None, none of them. Right. They're going to, the old Brigadier General's going to close the border. He knows how to close that border. And he says that all the time. Right. Um, how, how do you do that? Um well, there's no plan. Okay. The, um, uh, it's, uh, there's also no plan for inflation. There's, now, guys that are over 65, which mm-hmm. all of them are except Andy. Yeah, we're getting um, close there, so right. be careful. And the no, I'm fine with that. It's like, but I'm happy to eliminate myself from the public square. Right. If you pass a law tomorrow that says if you're over 60, you can no longer run for Congress, right. I'll, pa- I'll sign that. Yeah. I will campaign for it. I'll help in any way I can because we need old people out of it, right? Including so, smart old people. We can sit and talk on our podcast about it. But we got no business leading a bunch of you know twenty five to forty five year olds. Dang, and I thought I was going to run next cycle. You know, well you can because nobody's ever going to pass the age limit. Exactly. So we got this whole thing going on, and uh, this Andy, the Andy Ogles guy is fantastic. But it's anyhow, you got to go watch him. I will talk about it later. We'll see who wins this primary, and District Five is going to be the shit show of life. So let's circle back to what sent us down this rant along the way, which was the RNC and this whole uh, council thing. Um, I think the chances of it of Swope's bill that's been passed is. I don't think it's going to go through. I think there's enough folks. There's enough resistance. It's a progressive enough council that I I think they're probably not going to be um, swayed, except for there's been this, well, if we do this, the state's open to talking about these development fees, which which folks really do kind of like where there's a recognition that we bring you know we've talked about it before we desperately need Um, them we need this what's interesting is that when you then talk to the state legislators they're kind of like oh no they're not you know yeah we'll talk about it but it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with the rnc thing and right it's yeah, yeah like, no, nobody's so, going to admit it so it's going to be one of these things where they're going to be say hey if we do this we'll get our way and then we won't get our way because they're not going to do it oh, they were never going to do it they're never going no, to no, do no. it so if Just, anyone is swayed by their state legislature telling them they're going to vote for something for nashville right and as i had a, i wrote a piece about this last week and one of the things that's really really hamstringing us right now is and and it's going to be the issue of the next 25 years in the United States mm-hmm. is that we have rural people making laws for urban citizens right. right and the reality is that we live in a city um, the city itself has what 770,000 people or something right. like that something the like metropolitan it. area about one and a half million people right and 85% of the legislature is from counties that have you know less than 100,000 people mm-hmm. they're making all these and listen i totally agree with them if you go down to a county I've never heard of in the you know Northwest Tennessee, uh, and to pass a bunch of you know progressive go get them bill, I, I get it. Yeah, it doesn't apply to them. No, it just doesn't apply to the eighty people in their county. Well, I get it, but we have we have a reckoning coming, and this is Nashville's at 
the forefront. Well, this whole notion of kind of local rule, you know, that that somehow, um, you know, if we were to go and say in, say, Tifton, Tennessee or somewhere, you know, you're got to do this. Well, no, we, we want to control on our. Absolutely. Know, uh, but they don't want to do that for the city because cities are evil and they're yeah, right. bad and they're well, they're black bad people, people and they're black people. That's the problem. We have to always remember, you know, the whole and, difference in Tennessee. There are, two, there are two political parties in Tennessee. White there are black. people that are okay yeah. with people of other colors, and there are people that are very much not okay with people yeah. of other colors. Yeah. So those are the two political parties. If you call them anything else, we're just being nice. Okay. So what do you think about? Did you did you read um, that Andrew Yang? You remember who Andrew oh, yeah, Yang of is? Yeah. Is partnering with a bunch of Bush Republicans yep. to create a third party, yep. a more centrist party, the forward any party. Opinion, yep. Forward. Do you have any mm-hmm. opinions on that? Well, I th- it's worth a shot. Yeah, I think um, the two party system is not working. We've no, got to do something. It's, it's officially failed. Right. Um, you know, the last probably since Obama. Mm-hmm. I think it probably failed in the first Obama term when Mitch McConnell declared the Senate closed for business. Right. As long as there were going to be black people in Washington, D.C., Mitch McConnell made it clear that there would be no bills passed. Right. And he's, for the most part, been successful. Right. Uh, It's been... I'd love to look at this and, and see an analysis of it, but I believe that somewhere but 75, 80% of the bills that have passed Congress and been signed by a president in the past mm-hmm. 12 years were reconciliation. There were like three right. that actually had uh, filibuster-proof things, sure. three bills. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't happen. Right. We have closed the Senate for business completely. Right. They have no ideas. They have no plan. You know, it was like uh, in talking about District 5, you go back to this whole thing where it's like, okay, what's the plan? Right. And they, they promise they'll reveal it right after the Republican health care plan right. is revealed, right? Exactly. So there is no plan. Uh, the Democrats' plans are disjointed, emotional, and unsupportable, and the Republicans' plans are non-existent. Right. And, you know, so another party, at least a conversation, would be interesting. The problem that we face right now is that, like in Tennessee, they're never going to get on the ballot. Because yeah. in states like Tennessee, with a supermajority of rural, you know, representatives right. that represent mostly urban citizens, who, by mm-hmm. the way, at some point will revolt. Right. Of course. We will at some point stop sending the state of Tennessee all of the money they use right. to steal from poor people. Right. We will just keep it. Yeah. Um, and that'll happen. And right. they'll all freak out and they'll pass a bunch of laws. And unless they think they can get the National Guard to come shoot their own children, they're going to have a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the I mean, it will end in an ugly place. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that the forward party can at least start a conversation, but I believe that it is, we have gerrymandered and electoral colleged right. the idea of a third party out of the conversation. No, I think that's right. I mean, I not to sound that I don't support our country and what we are. You know, the founders never really loved the idea of factions and parties from the beginning. It no, started pretty yeah. early on, but they they were really uncomfortable with that along the way. And I do think there are times when I look at a parliamentary system. I'm not saying that's what we need to move to, but I'm, I'm saying no. the notion that you have to build a coalition to run the government, right. which means that you're going to have to move from the extreme towards another position to yep. find a common Personality, uh, I think is helpful. Yeah. I think there are just times and eliminate, eliminating it with 
what you know gerrymandering which is just political maneuvering you know the problem is that we have a supreme court now that will support anything republicans do we had a supreme court before that allowed the electrical of the electoral college to completely transform i I know shocking isn't it so the um they allow the electoral college to to become completely political, right? By saying that the Constitution established it as a thing. The, the reality is, no one who wrote the Constitution thought there was going to be a Tennessee district that was 189 miles wide right. in order to include enough Republicans to override the will of East Nashville and Inglewood. Yeah, I, I mean, that is un. It is. It is. There's no way. No one I, ever believed this. I'm happen. not sure that anybody that wrote the Constitution back there had any idea that 200 and however many years, 200 and what are we at? I don't know. I, I can't know. remember. Two, 200, 200 plus years later, 56. we would still be trying to govern our country based off of these rules that they had put together in the 1700s. I mean, uh, you just, know, remember there were a bunch of dudes like us right. winging it. Exactly. So with a lot of whiskey and a yeah. lot of hookers, and uh, they were having yeah. a hell of a time, they you know, were. they just won a revolutionary war. They'd all gotten together in Philadelphia, party town, and they were having a great time. Well, and our Constitution is a result of them having realized that the first time they tried it, they screwed it up. The the first oh, right, Constitution, yeah. you know. the Swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. So they, then we, we come up to this, and, and it's a compromised document. Um, between various thoughts, between rural and urban. Between rural and urban. It was and, literally that and, even then. and uh, Which is why I think the, the ultimate reckoning for us politically in a city like Nashville right. comes down to how do we deal with the rural problem. Right. Because they're not wrong for them, mm-hmm. right? I don't care if a guy in a small county outside of Jamestown in East Tennessee mm-hmm. wants to go to church on Sunday, snake handle, and hate everyone. Right. That is his American right to do. Sure. But I do care that he gets to vote on what I do in a city full of educated people that are working in a completely different world than he's ever even been exposed to. Right. And I do think that we get to a point where we have to, we have to stand up and stop the rural overthrow of American cities. Yeah, I think that's a good place for us to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll come back talking about more Nashville stuff. More Nashville coming right at you. A block away, you can walk right. I mean, you can go across. But we're talking about the venues. So there's this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's going to be called the Roots Barn in Madison. And then there's been a change of ownership or a change of direction. Um... But it's gonna it's gorgeous. Oh, it's gonna be a really cool facility. It's kind of almost Ryman-esque yeah, it in is. some ways. Yeah. Um, it was originally supposed to be focused around roots music. That has changed and I think it's probably gonna I think what it Do you think it'll be part of the honky tonk industrial complex? No, I don't. I think it's probably gonna fulfill the role that's places like Third and Lindsley and the Cannery Ballroom and right, Mercy right, Lounge. Right. What's it called now? Uh, it's called Timberhawk Hall, which is a weird name, and I don't fully understand where it came from. But um, th- I know that they have hired the music booker from Third and Lindsley right, to, okay. to, so to book it. So that's going to be... tip of the hat there on um, what's going on. Yeah, you know, there's a fr- another friend of mine's booking this... Um, um, the analog at the Hutton Hotel. Are you familiar yeah. with that? Oh, very much so. Yeah, I hear it's a nice room. I've not been, uh, but she's um, booking. Uh, there's a oh, who's Tommy Emmanuel has a show there yeah. in August. I was going to try to go, but I have to work. 
He played a mule mating though. I mean, that boy plays a lot. He plays every night. I like Tommy. He's yeah, Tommy. I mean, he's well, a friend. But and he's a good like, guy, but I think he's got him shit. So they, it, I'm going to link this to him. They've too, got so. a, a guy. I've got Tommy and Sierra Hull and um, uh, Amy Lou and Rodney Crow. Nice on that show. Um, so it's going to be a good show. That's um, a really good. I wish I could it's, go. a, it's a really good little spot. How many? And what does it seat? I can't be that much. I yeah. don't know. I don't I'll know look it either. Up, but I don't know. But speaking of venues, yes, we also. Um, I know we're going to be talking about this for two years, but we're building a new stadium. I know you keep saying that. Well, but we are. it seems like we keep slow walking it. Well, we're gonna because everybody has to. What's funny is about these large municipal venue things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has to be able to run in the next election on being against it while it's being built right and then afterwards they all have to also be able to say when we get the super bowl then they get to say i was you know actively involved in this a hundred percent of you know the time and i'm been you know everybody so, has to be able to play both sides so I, yeah and that's i what mean we're doing i now. think i think part of the issue is at least I mean, you do more man on the street interviews than I do. do. Uh, But with everyone I talk to, what I hear again and again is, why are we going to spend two billion bucks or however much it's going to be? Two billion? Is that right? Yeah, 2.2. 2.2 billion dollars when we have a homeless crisis and we have sure. this and we have that we have it's all these you hang out with cities. liberals you know and yeah. i hang out with people that are here for the honky-tonk industrial complex and yeah like, really the super bowl that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah. so i mean i think nashvillians for the most part are kind of ambivalent about it i think that's true um and um so that's one of the things that's interesting is that they uh have recently announced that they're going to do a a review on the existing stadium and what it's going to i guess what it's going to cost to actually sort of upgrade the existing stadium. Which I guarantee you, every day that goes by, yeah, that number goes up, absolutely. not down. Oh, absolutely. There's no consultant you can hire right? Uh, well, that's going to come up with a lower number for fixing it. This is, um, but it's, it's the way our mayors have often functioned, which is... Well, we've got this thing. It's kind of controversial. We don't quite. We we think we know what we need to do. But if we get a consultant to come in and tell us we we need to do it, then you can blame the th- consultant. Then you can blame the consultant. So that's where we are with homeless response right now. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, back what a year ago when I met with the mayor and I said, hey, we need to do this and this and this and this, and he went, fine, we're going to bring in a consultant to look at this. And then the consultant comes back and says, well, we need to do this and this and this and this, and it's ninety percent of what folks have been saying for the past year. Right. But now the mayor can go. This consultant that we've paid half a million dollars to has said we need to do this and this and this, so we can move now on that. And it's so- really amazing to me that in the past, and this is you know this goes to the core of why people don't trust the government, right? Right. It's it's a stadium is such a beautiful explanation of why people just generally distrust mm-hmm. the government and the process. Right. We should have never built a separate soccer stadium from the football stadium. No, right? That was absolutely a, that not. That was always a horrible idea. Right. That was a gift to the Ingram family. Right. Because David Ingram wanted it, right. demanded it, basically. Pretty much. And probably threatened a few people with some challenging life things going forward if they didn't see his way of thinking. Now, he mm-hmm. didn't do that personally. He has a guy that does that for him, and right. that's fine. I get it. But we don't need it. Right. It is spectacular 
It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just went again last week. It's it's just a great venue. Yeah. It is a great venue. We just didn't need it. Right. And we certainly didn't need it where it is. Right. Now, if we were going to have it, building it, like, say, right next door to Nissan Stadium, right. great spot. Exactly. Uh, but having it where it is right now is silly. I mean, the fact right. that... One of the things that cities have done over time is like they'll put the baseball and the football stadium next to each other, right. which, by the way, should always be the same building, mm-hmm. as should the soccer stadium. Right. None of these leagues overlap enough sure. for that to be a problem. Right. You could easily have football, baseball, and soccer in the same mm-hmm. facility, and it would vary. It, there's a bunch, bunch, bunch of architects and engineers that would love the opportunity right. to, to build that, right? I mean, that would be, that would make a lot of sense going forward. If you're going to spend $2.2 billion, it should not be for 14 events a year. Right. Right? That is nuts. And maybe five concerts. So I'll go 20 events a year, like today? I don't know what day today is. Today's Friday. Tomorrow? Yes. There's going to be a big wrestling match. WWE. SummerSlam. I don't know what that is, but I have heard about it on the radio. Right. I know that I don't like it. It's a uh, it's a big deal for a lot of folks. I, well, do, I it's a makes a lot those are Trump of money. Voters, yeah, yeah. So, those, those would be Trump voters. So yeah, Matter in fact, Trump would be a great wrestling. I, I can make the argument that I do think baseball parks uh-huh. are different than stadiums. They I think, absolutely are, and I think that you can make an argument for a separate baseball park because it's the game is pretty significantly different. They are. But Soccer you know, it's, and football for many or football years, and football. In Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, yeah. they played both in that same facility. Right. And they did it for the same Three reason. Three River Stadium. Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh yeah. and Riverfront Coliseum. I mean, Riverfront Stadium mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Right. Uh, been there too. And they had the Reds play there and the Bengals played there. And, you know... It, yeah, is it optimal? Right. Maybe not. But right. is it optimal for a city like Nashville to spend $2.2 billion for a single-purpose facility? Right. right. This is the, really the question. You know, I would go so far as to say, well, I tell you what let's do. Since we're going to build, we should build a really big parking complex mm-hmm. that holds, you know, 2,000 vehicles. Right At next, least. Right next to it, right? And then 18 stories above it that are all 100% workforce housing or... Or full-on homeless shelter housing. Because, once again, we use this place 20 days out of the year. Right. So that leaves us 345 and a quarter days where we could use it for some sort of civic interest. Well, I mean, you look at the amount of actual physical land we've got dedicated for parking at Titan Stadium. Right. I mean, that's a bunch of Uh, of space. Nissan. Oh, excuse me. What did I call it? Titans. Oh Stadium. gosh, Nissan Stadium. Excuse Titans me. Yes, they are of the Nissan company, and we thank you, Nissan, for being God bless a part you, of. Nissan, yeah. If you want to sponsor this show, we would be happy to get your name right. I'm every currently time. driving a Nissan. Rent a are, car. You? Yeah, are you? Yeah, lovely car. Well, that's cool. It's probably better than my Kia. Um, See, although yeah, if Kia wanted to right sponsor here. us, right? Yeah, exactly. Know, we, right. We'd be fine. They're welcome. Well, uh, yeah. So anyway, we're going to have to see what this they come back with. But we're going to build a stadium. I think that's right. We are, yeah. And the whole East Bank's going to be developed. Um, one of the yes. things that popped up in my um, list today was uh, there's actually been a permit application filed with the state about the pedestrian bridge that's going to cross the Cumberland for the, from the Oracle campus right. into In Germantown. Yep. It's going to be, um, what do they call it? It is a... Um, Who's paying for that one? 
Oracle. Oh, cool. Okay, then, then it's fine. Air, Oracle's paid, paying for that one. Kind of. And it's uh, the final bridge design is expected in September, October, but it's it's uh, what they're calling an arch structure with a single-sided suspended bridge deck. Oh, yeah, I like those. And they're so cool there's a pedestrian bridge in the suburb of Columbus, Ohio. and the, So the cables only run on one side. On one side, yeah. I've seen yeah. those. They're cool looking. Yeah, they are cool looking. So that's what they're talking it's about. It's all the between. rage now. All of them are that way now. Yeah. It's like that. So uh, that's how you know it's going to look really dated. In on the east years. bank, the bridge would land adjacent to a planned roundabout bordering on Oracle's campus. Uh, next use to a mixed-use development, yada, yada, yada. So so all that's to say uh, there is progress for developing the East Bank, um, but... The, oh, it's getting to... I mean, it's all flattened. It so is. There are five... Six, let's see. Between the East Bank and the across the river there, there are nine um, walk-up cranes right. already erected there, not including the ones that are at the water plant, which is being rebuilt. Yes, yes. So... I mean, we got to be in the 40s now on cranes right now. Well, that is the state. I mean, that is the city bird. The official is, city, city bird is, is the, the crane. Bird. Yeah, it, it is, is the in crane. fact, the, the bird. And it is, I think there's, what's funny, I read this the other day. Yeah. There seems to be, and I did not research it. I just read it in an article. So right. somebody referenced it. So, you know, if you want to call me wrong, feel free. Sure. At least somebody be calling me something. Okay. So the um, evidently there's like a rule that we can only have 36 in Metro Davidson County at a time. Yeah, what? Thirty-six huh? cranes. It's like the rule. There's there is like a, a rule. There's like a limit. Mm-hmm. Was that because that's the only? That's, it was in the National Business Journal. Is that how many cranes were we have in the city, or well, is it just there's no? A it was a rule. It was a limit. Like you can only go that far, and then they have to wait until somebody's done to put up another one. Now oh. we have in the forties or fifties because you have to include the upper part of Williamson County. Yeah, you gotcha. know, blah, blah 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 blah. I mean, there's a lot of cranes. Interesting. I didn't know that. It's really wild. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Belmont's got three, well, yeah. right? I mean, they're building they prob- one, two, three, or four new buildings right they now. They probably just need to buy one of their own and keep it there on you, site. You got to think time. some of these people probably shoulda. Yeah, right? Vanderbilt know. should do the same thing because they've got two right on West End Avenue. Right. Just um, just put a big boom above the whole campus. Yeah, just great. go ahead and put your logo on it. Exactly, you know, and just keep going. Exactly. Well, so, there's that. So I think I mean those are. We're going to come back to this codes thing, by the way. Okay. Because. The codes thing plays into my anticipated conversation. <clears throat> I'm trying to uh, have a conversation with one of our city council people about... And mayoral candidates. And mayoral candidates, about a downtown plan. I think that it all started because I would made a point that we don't have one. Right. And that always concerns me when people are surprised about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people are always surprised about this. There's right. no downtown plan. We have this downtown they got completely out of control, going one direction, one direction only. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news about that is when I look at downtown, there are like four or five things that could easily be done right. that don't require $100 million and a bond fund. I mean, a, you know, a, a city bonds to be sold. Right. None of these things. Um, there are a bunch of simple little things that could be done incrementally. You know, one of the things we've never done is we haven't ever fixed the one-way problem. Right. You know, and so like you think about Fifth mm-hmm. uh, that runs past, uh, it runs past Bridgestone and Fifth and Broadway, right? Like that, the idea that that's not a one-way street is baffling to me, right? There's nothing on, like on, so where Bridgestone is, there's nothing on the Bridgestone side except right. one thing, right. and you can't drop off there when there's a Bridgestone thing. They close the street when there's right. an, 
uh, function at Bridgestone, so you have to be on Broadway to drop right. off and pick up or park. Okay, so there's no traffic there. Then if you go across the Broadway mm-hmm. to Fifth, all the way up to Union, mm-hmm. there's really only stuff on the left side to right. Commerce. Right. And then even if you go further, there's no like there's no like retail activity and stuff sure. when you're going north on your right hand side. So you look at that and you go like, oh, well, let's make that one way. Right. right. That's an obvious one way street. Right. Everything is already. Matter of fact, the city evolved. Mm-hmm. As though it was a one-way street, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, it's like the city already has decided it's a one-way street. Right. We just haven't caught up with it yet. Right. And you do the same thing to every other street downtown. And then, for God's sake, we got to close Broadway. Yeah. And put a roundabout at either end for drop-offs and pickups and parking Agreed. or whatever. But it's got to stop. Then from fifth to second, or from fifth to well, first. It would. I I would recommend from fifth to second, and then use the the roundabout at the train station gotcha. as pick up and drop off. And so you'd access that from first. You would access that. And first needs to be absolutely open both ways at all times, regardless of activities going on downtown. Absolutely. Is, they close it every weekend now. Oh, why? They close it going north. You can't get there from from the, uh, is it Korean Vets? Yeah. yeah. From Korean Vets, when you come across the bridge, you can't go down first. Regardless why? of whether there's an Ascend show or not. They just close it. That's insane. There's no reason. That's insane. There's absolutely no reason. Maybe they're just prepping for the people that are going to move into the Four Seasons. Uh, which is happening like this coming month, and then you're going to have people moving into the Four Seasons residences on First, right, and Demumbrian, oh, wow. uh, between Broadway and Demumbrian, which is easily the stupidest place anybody ever built a Four Seasons residences in the exactly. history of, of development. Exactly. Um, you're going to move to two blocks. Yeah. And it would have been one of the most serene, beautiful places to live in all of Davidson County. Right. Yeah. Where it is, when you and your Bentley come back to go park uh, in the... Uh, air-conditioned and heated underground parking to go right. to your private elevator to the penthouse, right. you will do so, first of all, to a street that is closed. Right. <laughs> right? So you have to go around in a big circle. Right. And then you will have to follow the, uh, like, what is it called? Aqua drunk something where the girls are in the back, a hot tub drunk right. and flashing everybody as you drive into your of course you know, home. So this is like, I mean, they build it in the middle of a theme park. Sure. Which is amazing. Yeah. So anyhow, so we have to, I think we just need to address the theme park part of this thing. Exactly. Right? Accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Accept the fact that because of the location of the convention center in Bridgestone, that it works as a theme right. park. Right? Just close it off. Allow pedestrian traffic. First of all, get the damn street vendors back on Broadway, which mm-hmm. Cooper got rid of last week. Right. All street vendors are exiled from the Broadway area because right. they were in the way of drunk people going from bar to bar. Right. Which means our Democratic mayor. Right. No matter what he does. Mm-hmm. No matter what he says. Mm-hmm. And no matter what issue it's on, the conclusion that he comes to always seems to work out great for Steve Smith. It's amazing how that works. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Everything. Well, and again... The reason the street's open is because Steve doesn't want it closed. But, yeah. The reason there's no street vendors is because Steve doesn't want street vendors. He wants to sell his $11 hot dogs and not allow them to buy their $6 hot dogs. Right. Exactly. Well, but again, you close down the street, then you've got room for street vendors, you've got rooms for folks to go between bars and don't have to worry about traffic. you can license all that stuff for a lot of money down the middle of that street like you do in the middle of a mall. You can have all kinds of stuff. They did that for... um, the NFL draft. They do it for everything. Yeah, you know, so... They do it for all events. They just don't accept the fact that every weekend here is an event. Right. Yeah, I... 
And in terms of it affecting the business for the downtown businesses, I don't, you know, gosh, you're making so much money anyway. You know what? The most common question, and I did this as one of my survey questions Mm -hmm. um, a couple of months ago, and it is the biggest challenge. Like what you asked, when you're taking people to the airport, you say, you know, what was the biggest problem? And the biggest problem is the crowds downtown. There are too many people in the honky-tonks. You can't get a drink. You can't get a bite to eat. You can't get anything because there's too many people. Right. We need capacity limits. We do. The fire department needs to do its job. Yeah, we do. And we you do. can't get in and out of downtown anymore because the police department doesn't do its job. Yeah. And I feel bad about it. You know, I know they're trying to do some things, which is next on my list. There's an, uh, But the police department needs to do its job for traffic downtown with pedestrians and cars downtown. Mm-hmm. They need to actually have a plan. It needs to come from the top down. They need to be told what to do, and they need to be fired when they don't. Right. Or eliminated from that overtime position and taken away. You've got guys downtown that are not police officers Mm -hmm. that are wearing Kevlar and have stickers on them that say the word police. Right. They're private security because the patch on their arm says allied security. Right. Gotcha. They got a thing on that says police. They're wearing Kevlar. They're carrying a nine millimeter, a stun gun, handcuffs, and all this kind of stuff. And they are so just uh, consumed with power. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and you sit and you watch those guys and it's like, my God. Yes. They really think they're cops. Yeah. And there's nothing more dangerous. Oh, no, agree. redneck from Wilson County that thinks he's a cop down yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for, not looking forward to, but I'm anticipating that this trial that's going to be coming of the security cops, uh, cops yeah. uh, the, downtown, the security yeah. system folks that uh, unfortunately killed that young man. Yep. Um, I, I think there's going to be some interesting repercussions out of that on the back end. Once once it actually goes to trial, I think at this point, folks know generally what's happening. But right. I think when you start getting testimony about what's going on there, it's, it's not going to be pretty. No. And you're going to find out there's a substantial racial element. Um, to the way the uh, the sort of uh, Western style justice is yeah. being dispensed on Broadway. Gotcha. Uh, is so it break time. No, we um, I think we should take a break. We're going to come back. There's a couple of things on the election. A couple of small little smiles at the end of everything because we got to end on a smile. Okay. And um, you know then we will have made a new podcast. We will right have. So that's the whole thing. We were talking about Hamilton tickets before, and um, so I, I, you know, I can go to New York and see Hamilton with house seats, right, for like 150, 200 bucks a piece, or I could go to TPAC and see him in the balcony for 150, 200 bucks a piece with an obstructed view. So I'm thinking maybe not. So yeah, I'm gonna keep checking though because you never know; they might drop. There might be some last minute tickets. I'll just watch it on Disney Plus. I'm there just, you go. I'm, I'm lazy with like that way. I really do want to see it. Well, um, I would like to see it. I, my kids have all seen it like three times on Broadway because their mom likes it and yeah. she lives there, and so they go. And, it's it's a great show. I yeah, mean, I've I like I have show. it pretty well memorized because my daughter played the soundtrack over and over and over and over again. So I have not listened to the soundtrack very much on purpose because I don't want to have the soundtrack experience before I see it. Yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that. While so we're, anyhow, while we're sitting here, here I'm, I'm going to ask an important right. question. This All is right. probably for the... I notice you have a bag of beaver nuggets here. From Bucky's. From Bucky's. Yes. I've heard folks pronounce it Bucy's. So 
There are there's a small contingent of Gary Busey fans okay. that are trying to take over the whole Bucky's thing. Okay, and it's, it's just uh, you know, but they, it is Bucky's. Have they, you been they, to a Bucky's? I've never been to a Bucky's. I've been once. I have a lot that was enough of times that have been to Bucky's. Yeah, that, that that once was enough for me. The uh, I think that Bucky's visit was my partner Chief went to a, the new Bucky's in oh, East Tennessee. Yes, absolutely. Well, we there's one outside of Chattanooga, I think. Somewhere now? Maybe that's where it was. Yeah. I don't know where he went. I think there's one. No, it just, was East Tennessee for sure. Okay. There, there's one outside of Chattanooga, or maybe it's town around Manchester. I can't remember. Yeah. I passed several of them on the way you to You would, going south. So yeah. what are we talking about now? Well, so there's these amendments. Yes. We're going to vote in the August 4th primary, which I recommend that you do, although I don't have much of an opinion about most of the things on the ballot. I went through my sample ballot yesterday in preparation for the making of the BNA podcast. Right. And it turns out... There's nothing on the ballot. so. But I thought it was the longest ballot we've had in forever. It is the longest ballot we've ever had. There are 80 judges or something oh, that yeah. are all running unopposed. Yeah, and that's because they already had the primary, so it's kind of, yeah. This yeah. is a so rubber it's, stamp. It's just all... I don't understand why we vote on stuff that is, that's unopposed. Yeah, most of them are unopposed. There are a few. There's four or five, yeah. Four or five, because this is actually the Republican-Democrat yeah, uh, and most of the time in Davidson County, at least, folks don't run as Republicans because they know they can't win. Correct. And so um, there are a few there, on the ballot. There where are there's a, a couple of judges, like three or four. Yeah. There's a couple of school board seats that we need to make sure that we vote right for the Democrat on because, like, you know, we try not to get too deep into that stuff, but like in Tennessee. And in Middle Tennessee in particular, if you are a Republican running for school board, that means that you believe that we are teaching CRT, right? which we're not, and you believe that we need to ban books, which we don't, and you believe that we need to teach Jesus Christ and Him crucified as part of the Constitution. And you believe so, that teachers uh, are not trained and they're They are the lowest of the low. The lowest There's the a low. great story right now out of Florida where a oh, teacher yeah. that started, he, uh, that. he is training a teacher that was, as of last week, a waitress yeah. at a place, and she didn't understand what the word phonetics meant. Yeah. So he was having to explain that. I, it's yeah. interesting. I did a little research on that, and, and I'm not sure that that story is totally on on the up and up only in the sense but they are proposing a law in florida that would say if you're a veteran you can get a teaching certificate uh without having to go to college yeah so that's, i mean we have a i mean we have a thing here now where you don't have to be certified to teach anymore well well that's because we have such a shortage i mean everybody has a shortage everybody has teach a shortage in america. exactly it's and like it's so, worth it's you well, you're doing way. it well, I'm teaching a college class as an adjunct. See, I think they need to let us teach like audio recording or something at McGavick, don't you? No, because I don't know how. Oh, okay. I could do that part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It would be terrible. Okay. Well, you could do the producing. I've had to stop three times to record a podcast. You with could do two the channels. producing, and I'll do the, the, the technical part. And, and by the way, my audio and my mic, yeah. I was testing a new setting. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. Well, that's fine. I don't use it again. Okay, so amendments. Uh, there are four of them. Four amendments. Um, the first one, in case you are wondering, is about it's changing how we uh, amend the charter. And it comes out of, it's literally inspired by this ongoing issue that this group called Americans for Prosperity has done to change the charter to affect how we do property taxes. Um, and 
basically what this amendment is trying to do is to make it difficult, more difficult to propose charter amendments. Um, Why would we want to do that? Well, we as a city have spent over a million dollars now in legal fees um, related to lawsuits regarding uh, frivolous lawsuits, really. Just unbelievably Uh, frivolous. um, Related to um, how this election can happen and how you change the charter and all of that. So this is to try to clarify that um, because the rules right now are sometimes vague. It's like you have to have a certain number of signatures and it's the way it's written. It's a certain number of signatures at the previous general election but then there's interpretive things about what's considered a general election yeah, and right. what's, so so um because there's a general election yeah. attached to the august 4th yeah. primary so what this amendment does is it changes the figure of of petition signatures you have to um 10 of all registered voters in the city got it uh rather than 10 of the of those who voted in the last election um, and what um, this can drastically increase the requirement. This from the Nashville scene, given that metro elections rarely draw more than twenty-five percent turnout. Right. Uh, midterm state and federal elections hovered around fifty percent, and presidential elections draw in the mid to low sixties. And so, rather than basing it off of turnout, this is like how many registered voters do we have? You have to have this amount of signatures. Um, I. I kind of support it. I'd be a yes on that. I think anything, make it harder to change it is fine in Nashville. We have to be careful about it because the state legislature is constantly trying to change the way Nashville operates. And so if it makes it harder for, for, you know, this really... uh, just a fraction of, sure. of Nashville that's trying to, that's been suing about this same thing forever. But the, the the what most folks don't understand is our election commission is appointed based off of the state state legislature yep. and who's in the position state legislature legislature. So we actually have a Republican election commission in a Democratic city. It'll all be Republican now, right? Because of the new districts, won't it all now be a hundred percent Republicans? No, I think re- they can't do 100% uh, Republicans. Oh, wait, no, it's state legislature. I'm sorry. Sa- That's yeah. a U.S. legislature. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. No, it's state legislature, but I also think that legally they have to have a certain balance. Okay. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, yeah. Well, can They'll change that law. Of course. Yeah. So Amendment 2 is about changing the physical requirements for recruits to the Metro Nashville Police and Fire Departments. I'm generally for- cool with this. I need to say that the deal is, I'm not sure about the fire department part of this, but the, the police department part of this. Right is I was surprised to find that we had always used the military's um, health requirements to become uh, like a member of the police department. Right. Yeah. Seems weird. It does seem weird. And so what this will do is it will, if it passes, will allow the Civil Service Commission to write those standards. Um, uh, to match state law, the amendment would also add a requirement that police recruits be United States citizens. So, um, apparently, right now you can be it is an alien with a green I gotta, card. I got to vote no on it then. Okay, because why would you not want somebody with a green card from Canada to be able to be a cop? That would be great. I mean, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. That that's just xenophobia. Yeah, All right. I think that's right. I'm but glad the, you read that. But part that's of it. but the deal is, is it's already state law, so I don't think we have any choice anyway. Right, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Why? So they're changing the metro law to 
just be in line with the state law. To be in line with the state law. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Uh, yeah. God. I, I the having the civil service commission write the standards. I'm I'm all for. I don't have a problem with that. So I don't think they're going to change them that much. No. Honestly. But the, the thing is, we don't need. I mean, the, the, you know, there was a whole ad pitch about the fact that this because we're demilitarizing the police mm-hmm. department, we need to demilitarize the standards from. And I was like. Well, that's all fine if, in fact, the leadership of the police department actually used that information to determine what people are doing on the street. Right. Right. I mean, I see Metro Police that these are very, very, very out of shape people. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, there's no question that I could outrun them all. Mm -hmm. So except for the new recruits, just as they come out. So they go in at the military standard. They got to be all fit and all that kind of stuff. They got to go through the academy. But there doesn't seem to be much in the way of requalification. Yeah. Well, I think part of that, too, is we're often not often in parts of town where some of I think they tend to put the more fit folks in certain areas of town. Where they think they might need to be more fit. Where they might need to be more fit. Understood. uh, Amendment 3 makes a distinction between the Board of Health and the Metro Public Health Department, updates the requirements for the Metro's Director of Health. Completely don't understand this. I don't understand that either. Uh, It does remove or replace certain outdated language, substituting mentally ill for insane, for example. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. That's fine. I I don't think... I'm pretty sure they could have done that without a charter. Yeah, I'm, I'm not totally clear on what's behind this either it's um it just makes me nervous because the state legislature tried all through covid to close down the department of health right and it makes me feel like hmm so it's either good news because this is a way to insulate against this state legislature coming in and taking over the department of health or this is the result of somebody from the state legislature pushing this forward so it would be easier to get rid of the Department of Health. Well, the yeah. one thing we know for sure is that the state legislature in Tennessee does not want there to be departments of health. Because it's... They want farmers to decide. My my deal is, is because it's there's really been no information provided about this particular amendment. No. And based off of that, I'm inclined to reject it just because... nobody's talking about it. Because nobody's talking about it. Something's up. Something's up. (laughs) And then the Fourth Amendment uh, does what we've already... uh, Officially does what we've already done, which is to create a Nashville Department of Transportation and multimodal infrastructure. Uh, NDOT is already operational under... um, 2021 Memorandum of Understanding, which replaced the Department of Public Works with the new department, and then moved trash pickup into Metro Water. So, uh, I like this everything except the last part. Moving trash pickup into Metro Water. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's... The, the Charter Amendment does not make the change permanently that Metro Council... Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, one of the big things that our mayor has wanted to do is create a Department of Transportation to really try to focus on the transportation issues in Nashville. Which he did. This, w- the Charter wouldn't allow that, and so this is changing the Charter to allow that. Um, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think it's. I'm. I'm I mean, okay. I've, I'll probably vote for it uh, to balance out the fact that I'm going to vote against everything else. But um, you know, we've geez, these charter amendments. Um, Nashville, Tennessee, continues to be plagued with the reality that there is no news here. Right. And the new show, by the way, on on Nashville's public radio station, this, this is, is Nashville. It's pretty good. Um, they have a tendency to cover things with very little depth 
I think that's right. Uh, I've found it to be very, very surfacey. Yeah. And it's because they brought in somebody from out of Nashville to be the host of the show. And I think that was just a, a, a classic error of media. I, I think they need a co-host like the of somebody that, like, that's been around a while and understands how the city works. Yeah, right. There's a and lot. And if they want to pay of, me for it, I right, would be exactly. happy to do they it. Right, bring you in as a consultant. Um, yeah. I think it's a great idea. I do think that the... I just feel like it's it's they have a new traffic guy by the way on Channel Two. Okay, yeah, I don't. And watch he's local news. I got to tell you, seems like a lovely man. Well, good, but he has no idea where anything in Nashville is. Oh, that's a problem. Right? And so when they do the same thing, right? right? You bring somebody in from out of town, and I'm like, this is like this is a city, right? That has twelve colleges and universities in the city limits, right? They couldn't find. Someone who lives in Nashville, right? That wanted to be on television, right? Uh, I find that hard to believe. This yeah. is a showbiz town. Yeah. I guarantee you, um, there were a hundred candidates that right. actually know how to say Murfreesboro Road and Demumbrium. That would be good. Um, there, you know. So those are the issues. But anyhow, so. There's your four charter amendments. But did he call it Lafayette or <coughs> La- Lafayette? No, he has been cued in, you know, on the five. Okay. Uh, the five words that they only stay in the say in the South. Right. Um, you know, thinking about that, I just want to mention real quickly. Um, have you been following the stuff with the landfill at all? <laughs> Not enough. Uh, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Boy, the story we do have that. a very big mountain of a landfill out well, there. Well, we do, we? except for it's closing. Yeah, yeah, and, and so we have no place to put this stuff. We have no place to put there our is no construction deal. ways. We're doing all this construction, but yeah. what happens when you construct things mm-hmm. is that there ends up being all this trash of leftover yeah. stuff, and yeah. we have nowhere to put it. So uh, that's going to be the fact that we don't incinerate this stuff and then scrub the. Yeah. This, it's just insane to me. It's so pretty insane. So, yeah, I, that's something we need to keep an eye on because this is going to be, uh, you know, basically the folks in Bordeaux, North Nashville have said enough. We're not going to be the landfill anymore. It's way uh, too close to town now, too. When they it started is. it back in the dawn of time, yeah, uh, it was really out there. Yeah. You know, now it is surrounded by gentrified, yeah. you know, surrounding million-dollar houses coming exactly. up. And, you know, there's there's a few really big mansions uh, along the ridge in North Nashville that look right. out over the beautiful landfill. It is kind of beautiful. From If you're Thank driving God on Bradley I mean, Parkway, it's kind of pretty because it's grass on that side. You know, side. it's really funny. It's uh, The fact that it's 2022 yeah. and we're working on a mission to Mars, uh, but we haven't figured out how to deal with trash exactly like nobody cares right and this is a municipal issue in every municipality in the united states right we have a trash problem exactly i mean part of it is that we use plastic for everything well we're trashy people we are trashy we are the trashiest people on the planet and uh it's i don't know it's like can we not i mean nobody there's no technology anywhere see and you're (laughs) you don't you're not old enough to remember the commercials with tennessee trash are you no oh yeah there was this commercial with this guy and was kind of a rednecky guy and i think probably an old rambler and he was throwing his litter everywhere and the company you "You don't want to be tennessee trash well i think we've all kind of become that everybody's tennessee trash everybody's tennessee trash oh my gosh so So, hey uh, all right we got to go to good news because we're right we're right over time now and the whole deal is this 
I did go to Scoreboard out by Opperland. Right. My son wanted to go there. It was his birthday. So we went there, and I had hot chicken nuggets, which, by the way, I got the mild. Yeah. That's too hot for me, it turns out. Okay. I enjoyed them. Yes. But I only ate half of them because I wasn't willing to pay the, the price. inevitable price. Yes, gotcha. Um, but they were really good. Okay. Well, cool. Um, good. So I, I did enjoy it out there. Speaking of hot chicken, there is a new food truck um, that is going to be parked at the City Road Chapel United Methodist Church today and tomorrow. Uh, TNT barbecue and hot chicken. Today they do and both. tomorrow, by the way, are July 29th and 30th. Yeah, that's correct. Thank you. Uh, but So you won't hear this. They will be gone by the time you hear this, probably. No, no. It's going to come out today. Kind of come out today? I, okay. I mean, I'll get it done. But yeah. it's like, but you know. Yeah, but people, nobody will listen to nobody it Nobody will listen to it. So anyway, um, some really great couple that runs this food truck. We're happy to partner with them. And their hot chicken... I would say start with the mild as well because I Got had it. the mild. And always it was, work your way up. You work your way up. Uh, and kind of their mild was some places medium. Um, and Got I would it. say, and, but their barbecue is really why good. Why don't these places have, does, do they have like a basket that has like three levels in it? Uh, that would be interesting. Because it's like when I went to the very first time I ever had hot chicken, I was with a couple of friends of mine. Mm hmm. John Grady and Mark Brown. We went to Hattie B's. I'd never right. had hot chicken in all the years I'd been coming to Nashville. Well, and most of Nashvilleians hadn't. No, nobody ever heard of it. It was Prince's Hot Chicken, and yeah. nobody would go to the neighborhood. Right. It was always good. It was just in North Nashville. Right. So I had it, and that, the very first thought I had was, I don't know which one to get. Right. I need a sampler. Right. Well, then that would be a great idea. You know? Pitch it to Hattie B's, and then I got a friend that charge came to a town licensing fee from Denver, and I evidently am a real, you know, uh, weak palate when right. it comes to such things because I was like the mild was too hot for me, right. and he got the hot, and it was too mild for him. He wanted to get the extra hot, but oh, the gosh. lady that works at Princess at the time, the Princess yeah. on Eighth Avenue, yeah, she wouldn't let him do it. She wouldn't let him do it. She talked about it. She said, "No, you ain't getting it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved it. I, I do love that. So uh, anyway, TNT Barbecue. Their pulled pork, by the way, is as good as anywhere I've had in town. It's, it's, I might come by for that today. Yeah, it's it's worth it. I could um, use a little pulled pork. I haven't had a, any. Yeah, that's not true. I have. Yeah. I was going to say I haven't had any this week, but I have. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so th Nashville. I think those are our two ads for the day. There we go. And and like every every week. Right. Remember. If things are starting to get out of control and you can't keep them wrangled, use Rio Grande Fence. Okay, I'll the remember Rio that. The Rio Grande Fence Company will enclose whatever you need enclosed with the highest quality and the best price. Well, that's good and to know. And the reason I say that is because they also have the best tickets to the soccer games you have ever seen well, in your Well, I guess I need to get a fence built Telling so they you, can man, take... Right there, right there yeah. on the... I was sitting on the grass again, and yeah. uh, I do like... And I've met the owner, and I've met his dad, and, and like, and just unbelievably nice people they were like right. you know here i'm literally mooching off of them so do you and understand the game now us. i do yeah. okay i well, always understood the game i just i was never a fan i didn't right. grow up around it so i didn't have it. And only one of my kids played right and they played one season of soccer and, and right. didn't go back it just we're a baseball family i got you well that's cool so it was great that's yeah, cool so so in close it all in closing, we say in close it all with Rio Grande Fence. We, we will say that. We can say that. Well, I'd love to say we'll be back next week, but you know how you our schedule know. is. We're probably so. next week's bad, but we'll, we'll try and be back every two weeks. We're getting better at our vacation schedules and things like that. Yeah. But the, the, the reality is we do an excellent job with a monthly update. Well, we, we do that. And we are hopeful that as the mayoral election moves forward that we're going to be able to get some of our candidates yeah, to meet with us. Yeah, we do need us. to get some folks to talk um, to us about I, I, 
I'm pretty sure we can get Hal Cato. I'm, cool. I'm, we're cool with that. Um, yep. I think we can get Freddie for sure. Love Matt, that. Matt probably. Matt Wiltshire. And once we get the other two, it's amazing how the other ones want to yeah, get the, their opinion. The Lions Bernstein guy, we'll have to see. I can't remember his name. That's probably a, a limitation for him uh, as uh, <laughs> a candidate, since we can all remember right. who he works for, but can't remember his name. And then, of course, will Mayor Cooper has not announced, but everybody's saying he's going to run. You think he will? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Although, it'll be interesting because it already looks like uh, Wiltshire is going to be the development guy. Wow. He's going to he's going to get the development money. He's going to get the chamber, and he's going to get some folks. I, th- I think Cooper has kind of ticked everyone off. Oh, we're getting back into topic. We're not supposed to talk about I know. About we stuff. have to talk about it next week. Well, okay. and it's not a mayoral election yet, but it's this not. is a teaser for next fall's edition. Right exactly. Now. So, so, now, when is, is the mayoral election in November? Yes. Uh... Is it? No. No, I think it's a year out. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be next year. I don't know these things. Okay. Hey, welcome. Thanks for being uh, with us at the BNA Podcast. Remember, if you want to get away from the honky-tonk industrial complex, you know what you got to do. Absolutely. Come out to Old Hickory or Madison. We'd love to have you. You all have a great week. Thanks.